Welcome everybody to The Message with yours truly, Angel. Now this week's episode I have made specifically for Valentine's Day, which is today, and this episode will be called Love versus Lust. Now today being Valentine's Day, many couples out there are celebrating their relationships and some folks are finally letting that crush know how they feel in hopes to finally have a Valentine and maybe something more further down the line. That means two different sets of people that I need to reach, which means two different sets of messages that I'm going to deliver. Now the difference between love and lust can create a lot of different types of discussions. But considering the holiday that is today, I want you guys to reflect on your intentions if you are currently in a relationship or interested in somebody and want to pursue something with them. Now before we even compare love and lust, we must first know what they are. So what is love? Now according to Webster's Dictionary, love is one, Strong affection for another, arising out of kinship or personal ties, such as a maternal love for a child. Two, attraction based on sexual desire, affection and tenderness felt by lovers. And then three, affection based on admiration, benevolence, or common interests, such as love for his old schoolmates. But the fourth one, I actually like how it mentions God, and it reads, A, Unselfish, loyal, and benevolent concern for the good of another as one, the fatherly concern of God for humankind, and then two, the brotherly concern for others. And then of course B, which is actually my favorite, a person's adoration of God. Now why do I like that? Because it's true. True love is only known when you have Christ in your life. In the Bible, 1 John 4, 8, it says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Now people will argue and say, listen, I don't believe in God and I still love my wife, so you're wrong. Now believe it or not, love is actually different when you're saved and I'm going to explain the difference between worldly love and godly love. Now worldly love is very easy to define because you see it all around you. It's the love we see in the media and in most homes, but godly love is a lot different and can only be obtained with salvation, as it is the Holy Spirit that renews your heart. Godly love is being the living example of God's unconditional love for us. A love that does not expect anything in return, unlike how most couples operate. I mean, you ever notice how couples will complain to their friends on how they do X amount of things, but yet never get anything in return? But that's not how God is with us, because we don't deserve what he gives us but he just keeps pouring out grace, and that's what godly love is about. God just gives and gives, and because God is love, that's how love should be between partners. A real relationship does not involve the mindset of, well, what can I get in return? But rather, I'm going to keep giving because I love them. After all, isn't that why we do the things that we do? To please the other person, and not because we want something just as good in return? True love, is selfless. In the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7, it describes even further what godly love is, and it says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, 
hopes all things, endures all things. I'd like you for a second to just reflect on either your current relationship or past ones you may have had. Is the version of love mentioned in 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7 the same love that you know? Most people deep down know it's not. This love is much deeper than the one we're accustomed to because it's the same love that God pours onto us. And people who don't know Jesus don't even know that this love even exists. Now the closest love out there to the love of God is the love of a mother. Now, if this love were to exist in the United States, we wouldn't see divorce running so rampant around us as it is today. People think that they love one another, but don't look to the scripture to see what true godly love is. And unfortunately, many relationships are just not built under this foundation simply due to the fact that they forgot to put God into the equation. I remember watching a video by Jefferson Bethke, who was a Christian evangelist who went viral on YouTube some years back for his video, why I hate religion, but love Jesus. I've had the privilege of meeting him in New York City two years ago, and I've continued to follow him on social media because he speaks a lot of knowledge and wisdom. But anyways, he had said in one of his videos he had on dating, he mentioned that a relationship should be like a triangle, that on the bottom at both ends should be the husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend. But at the top of the relationship should be Jesus. And the point of this comparison is that as the partners get closer to Christ, they eventually get closer to one another. But most people completely forget about God and only think about him when they're in church. But we need to remember that God is everywhere. He's omnipresent. And we should glorify him through every single thing we do in life, including our relationships. Our life should be worshiped all the time. So what happens when we don't allow God to be in our relationships for guidance? In Isaiah 64, 6, it says, but we are all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our inequities, like the wind, have taken us away. If God is not glorified through what we do, then it's as useless as filthy rags. And without the guidance of God into our relationships, how can we be able to discern what is love as opposed to what's lust? This brings me to my next point, folks. What is lust? Now, according to Webster's Dictionary, it defines lust as a very strong sexual desire. And unfortunately, people often get confused and think that they're in love as opposed to them being in lust. Lust is a craving that cannot be satisfied, while love is filling, passionate, but in a level that hits the soul. Lust is me seeing a girl with a short skirt and a curvy body and imagining how she performs in bed. Love is me seeing that smart girl sitting in the front of my math class and admiring how beautiful and intelligent she is and wanting to get to know who she is as a person. What are her goals? What are her values? This is what makes love so much deeper than lust. And lust always ends in heartbreak. To speak from personal experience, I had left a past relationship because God was not being glorified through it and lust was actually beginning to take over. It wasn't as much talking and getting intimate on a deeper level as I would like than it was just kissing every chance we could. I won't go into further detail, but I was definitely tempted at some points in the relationship to do some things that would not have glorified God at all. Although I'm partly to blame, as it's always both people in the couple who are at fault for it not working out, I was afraid that this relationship would just consist of this. 
I mean, we couldn't get into deep conversations, which I love having with people. And I thank God to have guided me and to have given me peace to leave the relationship if it was not going to glorify him. Now, don't get it confused. Me and my ex are still cool, and I do hope that the time that I did spend with her was a chance for that seed to be planted where she can pursue Christ as well. Now, why did I just share that? Because as a Christian, I could admit that I struggle with lust daily. A couple of years ago, I was known at one of my jobs as the guy who can get any girl's number. I knew all the tricks on how to talk to girls and all this other stuff. But realistically speaking, is this how I'm supposed to find the love of my life? Ever since my last relationship ended, I have stopped trying to get the numbers of girls because I've come to the realization that it's very unlikely that I'm going to find my soulmate through that. Maybe I'm wrong. But I mean, what would I tell my future kids as to how I met their mom? Would telling her that I saw her in a mall, got her number because I thought she was cute, make up for a good story? I feel like although I'll still have to do the work and approach, God still will put the right person in my path. I now want to find my future wife at church because we should aim to look where we will most likely find it. And we cannot let lust control us. And I know how hard it is. Christians probably have it harder than anyone else because the enemy constantly bombards our minds with lustful thoughts. But it's our job to cast them out in the name of Jesus. Again, dating back to the first episode, every battle starts in the mind. And some people may never understand how hard it is for even me to not approach that girl whose looks are good enough to marry, but I'll never date them because of their way of life. And in college, this was one of the hardest things for me to accept. Now, I was never judging them or anything like that. I never said that they were a good or bad person. But what I'm simply saying is that I didn't want to get involved in their life habits. I was on a date one time with a girl and everything was going super well. And to be honest, she was actually one of the prettiest girls I've ever taken on a date. But anyways, she popped the question to me and asked, do you smoke weed? And I answered, I never have and I never will. And she commended me on it. So I flipped the question back to her and she said, no, but I used to. So I was like, awesome. She no longer smokes. But uh, <laughs> that's not exactly what she meant. She hadn't smoked in nine months because she didn't have anyone to smoke with. And she actually was implying that she wanted me to be her next smoke buddy. Yeah, my interest in her took such a nosedive after that and I think she knew it. We never spoke after that night. But some people will ask me and say, well, why don't you try and change her then? Why don't you date her and have some of that influence her? But the problem is, is that I can't change anyone. Nor would I want to. I want to meet a girl who is so grounded in who she is and either I have to accept her as a person or I just walk away. If a girl wants to change, it's because she wants to. That's why I no longer go after the women of the world. So let's use Valentine's Day as a day of reflection. If we are in a relationship or looking to get into one, let's ask ourselves, am I simply infatuated with this person's looks? Or do I have marriage as the end goal and want to use this relationship as a means to glorify God? It's a tough question that may give you an answer you may not necessarily want to hear. But God is always here to help give us the courage and strength that we need to make the tough decisions. So let's together pray that God may give us all the strength to overcome lust in life and seek God so that we may learn how to love in a way that's pleasing in His eyes. So that when that time comes, when we're finally ready, 
We can glorify God through the unconditional love that we pour into our partner. Let's pray together and repeat after me. Father, I thank you for hearing my prayer today. I thank you for the opportunity to live another day, another day to get closer to you, another day to be able to change my life. And my Lord, I need guidance to be able to discern from love and lust. Forgive me if I have sinned with lustful thoughts. In Galatians 5.16, Lord, you said, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Lord, I ask you to give me the strength to flee from sin as I cannot do it on my own. Father, if I'm in an unhealthy relationship, I ask you to do your will and end it if needed, Lord. Give me strength and courage to move on because I know that you have better things waiting for me. And Father, if I'm interested in anybody, give me the wisdom I need to be able to know if it's simply me being infatuated with them or if I'm looking for something deeper. Lord, I want to glorify your name in everything I do, including future relationships. So help me to continue growing as a Christian so that when you present me with my partner in life, I will be ready. Thank you for being my Lord and Savior, Jesus. Thank you for loving me so much that you died on the cross for my sins. Allow me to live my life for you as you have died for me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So continue to meditate on this prayer, folks, and continue searching the word of God because that's where the strength and will comes from. If we are in a relationship that is unhealthy under God's eyes, let's pray that he may end it and give us peace throughout this whole process. Because trust me, it's better to wait on God than to settle for less. God bless you guys. Thank you once again for listening. Stay tuned for next week. This was The Message with Angel.